Our gospel text comes on the heels of Jesus healing a blind man who cried out for mercy despite the efforts of the crowds to silence him. The Greek word for crowd is oklos. It can often be translated as a mob. But very often, the word oklos is used to describe those people who are obstacles to a person's growth in the spiritual life. Jesus entered Jericho. Just going to go passing through. Wasn't planning to stay. Just going through. So he enters Jericho. Now at that time, Jericho was an impressive city from all the building projects that were done by Herod the Great, who made Jericho his official residence during the winter months. It had a thriving agricultural economy that specialized in the cultivation of palms and balsam. Lots of rich folks in Jericho. And it is here we meet Zacchaeus. Now his name means clean or pure, which he most certainly was not. Not only was he a tax collector, my apologies to members of the IRS, but he was what kind of tax collector? Chief tax collector. That meant Zacchaeus worked closely with Roman authorities to ensure that the taxation goals set for all the districts under Zacchaeus's jurisdiction were met. It was the practice of that time that any amount collected over the goal could be kept by the tax collector as his salary. No questions asked. And most likely Zacchaeus got kickbacks from the other tax collectors to get such a lucrative job. Extortion was commonplace. Zacchaeus' wealth, however, came at the price of being hated and ostracized by his fellow Jews, who saw him as a Roman collaborator, a traitor, a thief. We are told that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't because he was what? Short. Short of stature. Small of stature. The crowd physically blocked him. Studies of bones from first century A.D. Jewish males suggest that the average guy was about five foot one inch and maybe 110 pounds. For Zacchaeus, then, to be described as short in stature meant he was very short indeed. But he was determined to see Jesus and avoid the crowd. How? He did two things. The first was what? He ran ahead, and the second was? Climbed a tree. Very good. You're listening. Good for you. All right. Now, in those days, for an adult male, especially one of Zacchaeus' social status, actions like running or climbing a tree were considered grossly undignified and worthy of contempt and ridicule. I mean, there were nobody, no one was running around in jogging shorts in those days. But let's take a look at the type of tree he climbed. What kind of tree? Sycamore. Now, sycamore trees were routinely planted along roadways. They grew up to be about 40 feet tall, and they had a canopy of about 120 feet in diameter, but with 
very lush, deep, dark green, thick foliage that provided excellent shade, and most importantly for Zacchaeus, a hiding place. So we have a comical situation here. A man whose name means clean or pure, but who really was a thief, of high social status, but he runs and climbs into a tree to get a glimpse of Jesus while hiding from both Jesus and the crowd. But there's something else about a sycamore tree. Since the time of King David, sycamores were an important source of food, especially for the poor. The trees produce clusters of fruit, something like a fig, and it did this several times a year. The prophet Amos was a dresser of sycamores. His job was to climb into the tree, and before the fruit matured, he would take a needle, and he would have to pierce each fruit separately so that the fruit would begin to expand and would become edible. Jesus was to pierce Zacchaeus with divine mercy in that sycamore tree so Zacchaeus could come to faith and then be of service to others to become what his name means, clean, pure. For Zacchaeus that sycamore tree he used to hide in was to become the tree of life for a whole new kind of life. Despite Zacchaeus' effort to use the thick foliage to hide from the Lord and the crowd, as Jesus came by, he called Zacchaeus by name. The divine mercy knows each and every single one of us. He knows us by name. He sees through all the efforts we make to hide from him. He sees beyond all the masks that we put on for public consumption. He sees through all the defenses that we try to create. And, and Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. I mean to stay at your house today. He was just going to pass through. Now he's going to stay at Zacchaeus' house. And a very humiliated Zacchaeus had to climb down that sycamore tree in the presence of the snortling, chuckling crowd. And what did the crowd do? They began to grumble, as obstacles do, saying, he's gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But you will notice, did Jesus say anything at that point? No, not one word, and he didn't have to. Zacchaeus' curiosity about Jesus, which compelled him to risk embarrassing himself, had been rewarded with this personal, immediate, direct encounter with the Lord in which Zacchaeus did not experience any condemnation as he routinely did from the crowd. There was no ridicule, there was no mockery, and as we heard in our reading from the Book of Wisdom, but you have mercy on all. You can do all things, and you overlook people's sins that they may repent. For you love all things that are, and loathe nothing that you have made. Jesus did for Zacchaeus what he is doing now. 
this very minute with each and every one of us, Catholic or not, churchgoer on a regular basis or not, holding one's own in the battle with sin or feeling hopelessly lost in the darkness, Jesus seeks us, calls us by name, looks past all of our defenses, all of our attempts to hide. He, go, he, he sees well beyond the masks that we put on. And he calls us to an ever-deepening intimacy with him. And it is utterly irrelevant what the crowds shriek at us. The crowds are obstacles, to be sure but only to the extent that we allow them to be. No, Jesus didn't say a word to the grumbling obstacles. But Zacchaeus did. We are told, but Zacchaeus stood there. The Greek word is stathis, which also means standing, but in the sense of standing one's ground. Standing firm, taking a position, Zacchaeus would no longer allow the crowd to compel him to run and hide. And he said to Jesus, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor. And if I've extorted anything from anyone, I shall pay it how many times over? Four times over. Oh, good, you're listening. The experience of divine compassion compelled Zacchaeus to share his riches with the poor, the very things that he sold his soul to obtain. And he would make restitution for what he extorted by paying back four times what he stole, the most stringent penalty possible in making restitution for theft according to Exodus chapter 22, verse 1. The fruit of an encounter with Jesus, of knowing that one is saved by the compassion of God, in turn, requires one to show compassion and to do the works of justice. And just as the Lord sought out Zacchaeus, hiding in the foliage of a sycamore tree, just as he called him to come down, piercing his soul with divine mercy, so he is doing to us, so we may grow into the fullness of the person we were created to be. And just as Zacchaeus stood his ground against the crowd, the obstacles, so they would no longer be obstacles to his relationship with Jesus, and so too, we are empowered to stand our ground against whoever or whatever would try to block us from our relationship with the Lord. What happened to Zacchaeus when this was all over? The Gospels don't tell us. The Gospels rarely tell us what happens to these people. But there's an ancient tradition it's in a writing of the church called the Apostolic Constitutions that we think was probably written eh, maybe around the same time that the Apostle John wrote his gospel in the book of Revelation, 90, anywhere from 90 to 95. And in the Apostolic Constitutions, it says that Zacchaeus 
so transformed by his encounter with divine mercy, became the first bishop of Caesarea. We should never underestimate what can happen to us when we allow Jesus to call us, when we come down and we allow him to love us.